Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey everyone, it's producer Amanda here with a little announcement about this week's sperm cast. As you know, Molly has been with her family on their farm in self-isolation and they are experiencing a power outage. So unfortunately, this has caused a delay in this week's sperm cast. And I know we all depend on our weekly Molly fix to get us through this rough time, but she has assured me that this week's episode will be up as soon as possible. But in the meantime, I thought I would drop in an episode of another Erios show that I think you might enjoy. It's called The Alarmist. Each week, comedian Rebecca Delgado-Smith takes one of history's greatest tragedies and figures out who is to blame, who or what. It's educational and it's fun and I'm a part of it, so you'll hear my little voice. The episode I'm going to drop in here is about the Burr-Hamilton duel and Baron Vaughn is the guest. And other episodes include things like the sinking of the Titanic, the disappearance of the Lindbergh baby, the death of Selena, and so on. If you like it, subscribe to The Alarmist wherever you listen, and uh, your regularly scheduled episode of Spermcast will be here soon. Okay, I hope everyone is hanging in there, sending you all good, loving, and safe vibes. An Erios original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst-case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith and I am The Alarmist. everyone. Thanks for tuning into The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today, we'll be talking about the Burr-Hamilton duel. In a time where politics are so heated and people think this is the worst time for American politics, it's a good thing to take a step back and remind ourselves that back in the day, politicians would literally duel over political differences and kill each other. Is it worse than Twitter? Maybe. Let's find out. The duel between Vice President Aaron Burr and former Secretary of Treasury Alexander Hamilton is one of the most famous duels in history. On the early morning of July 11, 1804, political rivals Hamilton and Burr met at the wooded dueling grounds on Weehawken, New Jersey. It was the culmination of a long and bitter rivalry between the two men. Vice President Burr's bullet struck Hamilton, while Hamilton's shot missed and broke a tree branch directly above Burr's head. Hamilton was carried back to Manhattan, where he died the next day. 
But how did two of America's most prominent politicians end up here? Alexander Hamilton was born out of wedlock in the Caribbean island of Nevis, probably in 1755. He was orphaned at age 13 and sent to New York when he was 18 to pursue his studies at King's College, later Columbia University. He fought in the American Revolutionary War, where he worked as George Washington's chief staff aide. After attending the Constitutional Convention in 1787, he wrote the majority of the Federalist Papers, which argued for the Constitution's ratification. Hamilton was tapped by Washington to serve as the first U.S. Treasury Secretary and is credited with creating the National Bank. Aaron Burr was born in Newark, New Jersey on February 6, 1756. His father was a notable Presbyterian minister and educator in the colonies, but his parents died by 1758, leaving him orphaned at two years old. He was raised by his uncle, whom he had a strained relationship with. He was admitted to Princeton at age 13. Burr eventually became a prominent lawyer and a key player in New York politics. He served as the third vice president under Thomas Jefferson's first term. The conflict between the two men began in 1791. Burr won a Senate seat from Philip Schuyler, Hamilton's father-in-law, who would have supported Hamilton's Federalist policies. Then, in the election of 1800, Thomas Jefferson and Burr tied for the presidency. The Electoral College was deadlocked and required that the final choice be made by the House of Representatives. Hamilton's maneuvering in the House of Representatives caused Jefferson to be named president and Burr vice president. When it became clear to Burr that Jefferson would drop him for his ticket in the 1804 presidential election, the then vice president ran for governor of New York. Hamilton campaigned vigorously against Burr, who eventually lost to Morgan Lewis, a Democratic-Republican endorsed by Hamilton. In June 1804, Burr discovered that Hamilton had made remarks against him at a dinner party. Dr. Charles Cooper claimed in his letter that Hamilton spoke forcefully and eloquently against the Federalists' plan to nominate Aaron Burr as their candidate for governor of New York. I assert that General Hamilton and Judge Kent have declared, in substance, that they looked upon Mr. Burr to be a dangerous man, and one who ought not to be trusted with the reins of government. It is sufficient for me, on this occasion, to substantiate what I have asserted. I have made it an invariable rule in my life to be circumspect in relating what I may have heard from others, and in this affair I feel happy to think that I have been unusually cautious." For really, sir, I could detail to you a still more despicable opinion for which General Hamilton has expressed of Mr. Burr. The letter was published in the Albany Register, and Cooper's letter proved to be the last straw. Burr challenged Hamilton to a duel. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats Hamilton was a Federalist. Federalists believed in a centralized national government with strong fiscal roots. In addition, the Federalists felt that the Constitution was open for interpretation. Burr was a Republican, though in the 1800s, Republicans were not like modern Republicans. They were actually closer to having Democratic beliefs. Almost three years earlier, in 1801, Hamilton's eldest son, Philip Hamilton, died in a duel on the same spot his father would later die. 
the elder Hamilton used the same pistol as his son on the day of his death. At around 5 a.m., Burr and Hamilton left Manhattan on separate boats and rowed across the Hudson River to New Jersey. Burr arrived at the popular dueling spot in Weehawken first. When Hamilton arrived, they decided on the rules and got to it. Burr's shot hit Hamilton in his abdomen, pierced his liver, and lodged in his spine. He died the next day, 36 hours after he was shot. According to GilderLerman.org, quote, As illogical as it may seem, many political duelists in this period didn't want to kill their opponents. The point of a political duel was to prove a man willing to die for his honor, not to shed blood. Some believe it was never Hamilton's intention to shoot Burr, and that it's possible Hamilton intentionally missed. Okay, so today we have with us Baron Vaughn, who's going to be talking to us about the Burr-Hamilton duel. We're very excited. Thank you for coming. Oh yeah, I'm happy to. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk about Aaron Burr and how cold he was. <laughs> Burr. Oh. Are you with the puns? We've got uh, our fact checker Chris Smith Just and typing away at my laptop, which uh, has eighty percent battery charge. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first, and producer Amanda. And I'm at a desktop with a Dell monitor. <laughs> Dude, you're getting the Dell. <laughs> do you wanna? Do you want us to give you an introduction where we tell everybody about all of your great accomplishments, or should we skip all that? Uh, sure, do it. <laughs> I'm I'm always curious what other people think my great accomplishments. Crazy are. and. F- Frank, Gracie, and Frank. Grace and Frankie. Grace, Grace and Frankie. Frankie. Gracie and Frankie. <laughs> but you do have a new Audible fictional podcast coming out. Yes. Called Cut and Run. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 sort of like, um, I want to say a noir. That's kind of the style of it. Like sort of that, I want to say film noir, but it's an audio podcast. Mm. But it, film noir is based on what radio was before everybody was listening to film. So it's uh, essentially like a, a reclaiming of a style for the radio. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, you know a narrative show that Akram blacker wrote uh it's it's quite fun and quite funny i want to talk about the fact that none of us in this room have ever seen the musical hamilton i've never seen it i've heard a little of it but i've never committed to like listening to it how have we all avoided it so yeah so we're perfect because we haven't been tainted by lin-manuel's vision (laughs) of what happened That's right. You know, let's get started and yeah. start people putting people up on the board, you know, and, and really forming an idea of who we think is to blame for the duel. And just to specify, we're not talking about the death of Hamilton. Okay? That, of course, we know Aaron Burr killed Hamilton. Who's responsible for the actual duel? Like That's... what What kind of like was the straw that broke the uh, duelist's back, if exactly. you will? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because a bullet got lodged in his spine? Uh-huh. Mm. Off the bat... Let's just get it off our chest. Let's put Aaron. I think we need to put Aaron Burr up on the board. Oh, yeah. So Aaron Burr needs to go up on the board. Um, Some background on their feud, according to the Gilder Lerman Institute of American History, one of our favorite websites to go to. One on of this my favorite subject. institutes. <laughs> <laughs> Which we found is a two-person institute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Richard Gilder and uh, someone Lerman. <laughs> it's weird that his parents Something named him like someone. <laughs> Burr had reasons to dislike Hamilton. If you kind of read everything that Hamilton did to him, Burr might have been the president instead of the vice president had it not been for Hamilton's interference. When Burr's term as vice president was almost over he ran for governor of new york hamilton once again prevented burr from winning by opposing his candidacy 
And according to the constitutioncenter.org, Burr was effectively out of political power, even though he was the vice president of the United States. So it's 1804. He's still vice president. No one wants him. (laughs) It's almost like he's backpedaling a little bit. And he's like, fine, I'll run for governor of New York, which at the time was a big deal. Yeah. The Capitol had recently moved to Washington, D.C., what was it? it? Was Philadelphia before that? Right? Um, I know it was in in Manhattan. What it was the in New capital York? Of the capital was? of the was United Manhattan? States was in New York. Uh-oh. Was it in the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> it was. You had to climb all the way to the statue, the top of the statue. <laughs> no, it wasn't there yet. I don't. Yeah, the statue wasn't there yet. No, right? the statue wasn't there yet. Eighty-five to ninety, we capital the U.S. from eighty-five to ninety was New York, and from ninety to eighteen hundred, it was Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh, okay, wow. so Philadelphia and, was after New York. So, and Philadelphia was when the the Alexander Hamilton sex scandal happened. What? Whoa! Yeah. Oh, that's right, because he had some ladies. He had one, one. Maria Reynolds was Hamilton's mistress, I guess, while he was in Philadelphia. But yes, he he had a. a an affair and it was scandalous she then she told him that she was poor and needed help and her husband had been abusive and she was trying to leave him and he gave her money and then they started an affair Mm -hmm. and then he found out the husband was alive or they they were still together (laughs) and then they tried to blackmail him for money and he paid them he paid them the, the the black Melanie so the um uh, uh, the affair wouldn't come out and then they tried to blackmail him for more. All, all it comes to say is that the other politicians got involved because they wanted to make sure that he wasn't using government funds to mm. pay for this blackmail. And he was like, you know, I'm just going to come clean. And he, he um showed all of the letters. He's like, look, he was like, I had an affair. Here are the letters. At the end of the day, he came clean. The letters were posted. So he that was the first political sex scandal hmm. in American history. Wow. So basically the government wanted to make sure this politician wasn't using government funds for their own personal gain. Yeah. Well, I mean, so so it doesn't it's not doesn't, relevant at all. Back to Burr. Yes. Cuz we we got off track with uh Hamilton and his scandals. Mm-hmm. Back to Burr. He legitimately had a reason to dislike Hamilton yeah. if you ask me. He was all, all up in his business trying to just keep him out of the government, I guess. I mean, why did he care so much? I, I know that there was the history between the father-in-law, um, that Burr kind of like took one of the seats back in the day in New York that, that belonged to his father-in-law. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But it's like, just let it go, Hamilton. I mean, that's a different musical. <laughs> let it go, Hamilton? <laughs> no, just let it go. That's a whole oh, oh, different... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the Lopez... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, very different than Miranda. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, you know, it it seems like I mean, people back then, I would like to say, were incredibly passionate, Mm. especially because the government was still new, it was still young, and these people, I think, knew were aware of the fact of how long their influence would last. That they were still the they were still the architects of what this country was going to be. Right. So I feel like. That that passion, that idea that like, you know, we've got this independence and now we get to create this country. It makes people like really believe in what they're doing. It, it, it go insane. Yeah. I would even say like they believe so passionately in what they stand for that they would shoot each other in the street over it. And we hawking. 
And we go all the way to Weehawken. I know, which now, is still the dual, dueling capital of the United <laughs> States. Anyone I know from Weehawken loves to fight. Well, the reason they would go to New Jersey was because it was illegal in New York, so they just mm. crossed the river. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I read on Reddit that Burr and Hamilton were both short attractive men with big personalities <laughs> uh-huh. and that's why they didn't like each other oh they oh, saw each other in themselves Ooh. you ever have that thing where someone's like i'm gonna introduce you to someone you're, they're just like you you're gonna love them and oh. then that's why you end up hating that yeah. person yeah we have burr we get burr, it we burr. understand the the conflict alexander hamilton himself i mean we have to put him up on the board as well well hamilton himself was a, a divisive figure so people, he wasn't very well liked. Seems not. No. He was la- a loudmouth. He already had that scandal, uh, the sex scandal. Uh, just had a lot of strong opinions. He was also like kind of a genius. A savant kind of a situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, he had written that, what's it called? The Federalist Papers. He had written the Federalist mm. Papers. He became the first Treasury, Secretary yes. of the Treasury, right? So I guess at the time, the, the country had a lot of debt. Mm. And you would if you just had a war. Yeah. <laughs> just had a war. And also yeah. you're just starting off. Yeah. Well, and then he doubled down. So he wanted. Uh, OK. Ooh, see, he's already gambling. Exactly. He wants to get all the states to agree to have a strong federal government. Right. Mm-hmm. And the way he did that was by saying he'd acquire the state debt. And so the federal government. Acqui- so they acquired oh. even more debt, which was actually a pretty genius idea. It's a way to unite people, definitely. Exactly. Hey, you know that money you owe? I'll owe it. So that that's what he did. He's divisive, whatever. People were up in arms about... Some people were up in arms. Some people were, like, you know, excited about also, it. Also, just a note about the letters. So, yes. Okay, so just a note about the letters, which was that... So, basically, Hamilton would was talking shit about Burr at some party, right? Yeah. And then this guy, <laughs> Cooper... This guy Charles Cooper, Cooper wrote Charles Cooper wrote Burr and told him. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's allowed to go on the Charles board. Cooper, no, wrote yeah. to Hamilton's father in law. Right. That's but where the letters were going. That letter, but it, but, it got back to Burr. Anyway, it got to Burr, right? But here's what Hamilton well, here's what happened then was Burr wrote a letter to Hamilton saying basically, did you say I was whatever, this I was an asshole or whatever? And Hamilton wrote back a really like pithy, like sort of ambiguous response, which was like you're not able to name the specific thing I called you. You're just sort of using generalities. But here's the deal. Like, if you can name something, I'm more than happy to back it up. Uh, but And I will not offer you an apology until you're able to do that. So he's kind oh, of like – Hamilton's kind of like slick in that way, at least from what I've read. Yeah. And so he, I'm just saying between the two, Burr was like, hey, man to man, did you say something shitty about me? And Hamilton was like, maybe. I don't know. Like, can <laughs> what, you did you hear? what did you hear? So who you was know. the person stirring this drama up? Are, I mean because to me, whoever is – whoever leaked the information to the papers or, or the papers themselves, like – that has to go on the board. Chuck Cooper. They, they Cooper, published right? themselves. Yeah. yeah. Cooper, Cooper's got to go up on the he board. He wrote the letter. Yeah. He but wrote it the got letter. published as well? Yes. Yeah. And that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that your <laughs> gossip letter. Yo, bro, uh, someone was talking mad shit about your son. <laughs> And but then that goes into the paper. This that is like a night- that would be a wor- like my worst nightmare if I was talking shit about someone oh and then it, it was Sending, posted like if everywhere. Somebody, if somebody, it's basically like if somebody took your text threads where you're talking shit about a friend and posted it on like, people Twitter. do that though. 
People I know do screenshots well. of texts and private messages I and be like, look at this fucking asshole. It's so like a scary. person's name and in so it. And so this yeah. is Dr. Cooper. Is that yes, who this Dr. is? Dr. Charles okay, Cooper. They're going on the board. And I'm. this is so fascinating to me because I didn't know much about this. And when I started looking into it, I was like, Hamilton and Burr must have had some huge fundamental difference as to why they hated each other. But they actually didn't. It was just so petty. Mm-hmm. And it just got out of control. It was really just... Not much there to their feud. A sign of things to come. Am yeah. I right? Sometimes it's it's nothing. Sometimes it's actually nothing. <laughs> right. the, uh, I read here, uh, back to Gilder Lerman's Institute of American History. Not our to be favorite. confused with Gilder Radner. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, couldn't Hamilton have said no to the duel? But that's the thing, right? You, you have to like, you have to man up. Is that the whole... Down. Yeah, the answer is no, as far as they're concerned. He explained his reasoning in a four-page statement to be uh, made public only in the event of his death. He didn't want to fight Burr, he admitted, and for a good reason. Dueling violated his religious and moral principles, defied the law, threatened the welfare of his family, put his creditors at risk, ultimately uh, compelled him to hazard much. I don't know what that means. And uh, Ancient wording. <laughs> but uh, by the logic, the duel seemed impossible to avoid. He couldn't apologize for his insults because he meant them. And during their negotiations, Hamilton and Burr had exchanged hard works uh, words, making a duel near unavoidable. He was a bit of a hard-headed guy, clearly. It's, it's a lesson about rhetoric. Mm. Yeah. You know, like when, when we talk about Iran, you know, or North Korea, and then people get to things get to this fever pitch. I mean, that's the whole of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. The whole it was like just ye- decades in this country. People were like, oh yeah, well we're gonna. Oh yeah, well we're gonna. Oh yeah, well you if you I'll I see that and I raise you some other bullshit. That's basically <laughs> all it is. Is at some point it has to come to a head. <sighs> it has to all this all this smack talk has to come to a head, and it's I mean, never good for anybody. God, you're so. Right. Hey, I was not expecting <laughs> to be called correct today. <laughs> Call me old correct. And it doesn't happen that often here. <laughs> but seriously, it's like we just see that happen over and over and over again. And here we are. And just a couple details with this. Their, their letters were exchanged by their seconds. And what a second yes. is, is if you want to go there, I don't know if you want to no, go there. Go, next, you can tell it's us. like basically your best friend, your sidekick or whatever. Huh. Once, once an ex- a letter exchange starts to get hot starts to get heated the seconds it's kind of up to them to exactly what you're saying like phrase it or frame it and basically use the right rhetoric in order to sell an apology or a some sort of truce so that it doesn't come to blows so that they don't do it's like your publicist (laughs) sure basically yeah no it's like seconds or spin doctors oh that's what that song's about what? The Spin Doctor song, Princess, to stand before you, just go ahead now. It's Hamilton and Burr, the That's princes. Right, the princes. They're standing before you. He said, go ahead, like shoot each other. Shoot Damn. Each other. I'm sorry. What were you saying about <laughs> That's right. Um, I'm just saying that if you surround yourself with people who are not helping or calm you down, they're just kind of like fueling the fire, then you're screwed. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the problem with Yes Men. So we are we only... putting the seconds on the board? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll put them on the board. Those are 
uh, that's an unexpected turn that I'm so excited the about. The second um, Dr. I, Cooper. I, yeah, we have Dr. Cooper was a second and there's also a judge. Um, but I'll look I'll look them up and get their name. The seconds also go to the duel. So, so they're like caddies too. They're, they're right. like caddies, yeah. <laughs> Gun caddies. Or, or, or squires. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Hmm. That's crazy to me. They rode the boats with Hamilton. You know, Hamilton had his second with him in his boat. They're probably holding the bullets. <laughs> they actually do. No, no they, they do. Load the gun, they load the they bullets load the guns? into the gun. Yes. Oh, and so wow. you're, it's the seconds play a huge role in this yes. whole thing. So the seconds are going up on the board. I also want to put up on the board um, just gossip culture. <laughs> gossip folks. <laughs> because that's how this letter came about. You know, someone is talking trash at a party. Mm-hmm, just keep mm-hmm. it to yourself. You know what I mean? What what's what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So what yeah. happens in the party? <laughs> <laughs> yes, as Missy Elliott once said, when I walk up into peace, I ain't gotta hear you speak. <laughs> I'm a bad member, damn it, god damn it, you ain't got to talk about me. Something like that. I forget. I, forget. I'm, I'm, I will fact I'm check I'm a bad member, damn it, god damn it, you ain't got to talk about me. <laughs> I forget how she does it. One of the greatest. Exactly. Just like Missy Elliott. <laughs> I, if Missy Elliott had been their second, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. I don't know about that. She likes to, uh, she likes to get some stuff started. Just while we're on the seconds, still, not, neither of their seconds were Missy Elliott, but uh, just so we're clear, Burr's second was William Peter Van Ness and then uh, Pendleton. Judge Nathaniel mm. Pendleton. A uh, very uh, famous camp named after yeah. him. <laughs> right up uh, on the board, we have Aaron Burr, Hamilton, Dr. Cooper, Gossip Culture, and their seconds. I also want to put up there fragile egos or, um, I mean, these are two different things, but toxic masculinity. No, definitely. I mean, that's, the, that's this country was founded on toxic yeah. masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I feel like we've already sent toxic masculinity to jail for the gender reveal explosion oh, disaster. Oh, those but, things. You can but, be convicted of multiple crimes. You've been after you've been in prison. That's though. true. But I, I also feel like to- toxic masculinity has a way of like escaping jail. <laughs> <laughs> it really prevails. It's because we came up with the concept of jail. <laughs> The concept of jail as we know it. Oh, my That's God. Right. We know where the exits are. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Here, 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 here. <laughs> I just watched Everyone. Aladdin. But, um, oh, so you're, you're t- totally open to putting up uh, concepts as, as to blame. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. We, live, we live and die by it. <laughs> Stand by it. Everything. Um, why you got one? Why you got, yeah, you got one cooking? No, no, it's just interesting that there's both gossip and toxic masculinity because you would think that gossip doesn't really fit into toxic masculinity but it, gossip tends to be something that people consider a quote-unquote feminine thing mm. but it everyone gossips it's just that when it's men it ends in bullets right <laughs> uh, your point is taken um do you think that it should we should take gossip off because no. it's a, a no a no part? no it's just an interesting coincidence I think yeah. that the masculine version of gossip is talking shit. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think we should keep it gossip so people out there realize that it's when it's... Ma- yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> so we're winding down in this section of putting names on the board. Is there anything else we want to throw up there? There are two things I've got my eye on. But Baron, if you also... If you come up with anything... The, the paper? Oh, are we the going media. to the media? We, the media, because look... It's called the Albany Review. This is also like... And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, inter- I'm very interested in history, especially because I think we take a lot of things for granted as always having been the way that they are now. Mm-hmm. But the, but journalism back then is nothing like what it is today, in the sense of people wanted to. I mean, 
journalism back then is more like tabloids today than it is like a sophisticated journalism, right? Like the like the the oh this the the Post or the Guardian or whatever the crap. So it's kind of like th- it was a way to um, amplify gossip, if anything else, because everybody wanted to sell papers. So it's like the fact that they published this letter and, and exacerbated it. I bet you it was like, ooh, and then we'll get to write another story about what happens because we published this. Well, mm. it's interesting you brought that up because Alexander Hamilton is the founder of the New York Post. What? <laughs> that rag. <laughs> That's crazy. I started really? you. And Burr had his own newspaper. At was the it the time. Daily News? No, it oh. was it was something that didn't go that far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it went it was cold. another one. But anyway, th- that's the way they also apparently communicated with each other. They would like put stuff on their own newspaper. Oh, that's basically like a, a Facebook post. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like a tweet back then. While Chris is looking that up, what else well, do you want to put up Well, two things I would like to uh, put up. First of all, Philip Hamilton's death. Now, this is Hamilton's older son. Right. Old, eldest son. He dies in a duel three years earlier. Same exact situation, same location, same weapon. Um, and it, it really, friends of the family wrote that Philip's parents never went back to their old selves after the death of their son. In June 2nd, 1802, Elizabeth gave birth to her youngest uh, child. Oh, this is Eliza, who uh, was Hamilton's wife, who was pregnant when Philip died. And they named the baby, oh, this is crazy. They named the baby Philip Hamilton. Hamilton had two children named Philip. <laughs> I also want to add one last thing to this yes. haunted pistol. Oh! <laughs> Clearly, this 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 gun was doomed. It killed two Hamiltons with one stone. Am I right? I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, there, if it kills one, you're just like, I don't know. Do I really want to take this one with me? You just think about it before you pack it. Yeah, because what was he trying to do? Like, re- like reclaim the pistol's honor? Like, <laughs> and the last thing I want to put up on the board is debt anxiety. Ooh, Burr had this very large house called Richmond Hill that was like in the West Village area. And it was like 23 acres. Um, It it was a, a, I think it was where the president lived when the Capitol was in New York. Mm. A costly house. He had large debt. Now, Hamilton had just had this like famous architect design his house, which was up in what is now Hamilton Heights. It's called the Grange. The Grange Mansion, I think. It had just been finished two years prior to the duel. And he also had acquired a ton of debt. So these Mm -hmm. two people were just in debt. I feel like that kind of money anxiety really puts people on edge, right? Absolutely, yes. Get your stomach in ties. You know, it kind of raises your stress level. Which chemically is cortisol, and that is not good for anybody. Am I right? <laughs> Being at kind of like a fever pitch of emotion right. is is not a is not a healthy place, and it means that you will. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It kind of shuts off the part of your brain that knows when things are good or bad ideas. Yeah. I, I theorize. I, I'm with you. It's a really good point. And not only that, but... 
it's t- it was tied at the time to your good name, right? So you would take on all this debt mm. and it would all be under like my good name, which is Alexander Hamilton. Like pe- basically you look around, you say, people know me, like look at all this debt I have. Like <laughs> I'm good for it. I'm a good, um, you know? And so that's why these sort of, these sort of mm. disagreements and these letters being sent back and forth were all about, are you a liar? Are you g- good by your name? Mm-hmm. Like, do you stand by what you said? And then that's why they would come to a head. And that's why, you know, they, they would lead to, to duels. I would say rep in the streets. That's a, mm. that's definitely a, co- a cause that's like, it's, it's legacy. And I think again, with all these, all these mofos being at the beginning of the country where they're like, everything's going to be named after us. Mm-hmm. So like that whole, like my name and my, my name yeah. is my brand sort of, sort of thing <laughs> is totally so, yeah. the thing. What would that go? If you want to, this yeah, could be the last thing. Rep in the streets. Rep. In- oh, I'm sorry. You said debt. Dead anxiety. Dead anxiety is on and then rep in, rep in the well, streets. Rep in the streets, it's tied to date. Dead anxiety. Dead anxiety. I, slash, I get it. <laughs> dead anxiety slash rep. Yeah, I think that's good. Or, yeah, I, I mean, that, that makes sense to me. Reputation. You know, if you think about it, there's not a lot of stuff called Burr. It's not on Burr Avenue. Well, it's just interesting because debt... <laughs> Right or Burr Airport. I'm sure there's a couple Burr named things in the world. Yeah, you know? Bill. I could. <laughs> but I mean, I think a that, very good cheese burrata. Um, no, but I just think that maybe there actually is a distinction between debt anxiety, which we sort of come to uh, learn as debt as something like, mm-hmm. oh, we got to pay off our debt. It's just like our daily sort of grind type of thing, and also reputation, which is just different yeah. now than it was at the time. So I don't know if you. Yeah, uh, I'm happy to separate them, and we'll see where it takes us okay. when we uh <laughs> we'll see where it takes us and now we're going to just take a moment to talk to guest expert john sedgwick author of war of two alexander hamilton aaron burr and the duel that stunned the nation hi john thanks for joining us today Rebecca, it's my pleasure. What, what's, what's on deck today? Well, we're talking Aaron Burr and Hamilton duel, and we're really trying to get to the bottom of who's to blame, not for the actual murder of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know Burr uh, pulled the trigger, but what led us down this path? How did we get here? We have some feelings, but I just want to get your off-the-bat idea. Who do you think is to blame? Um, both. <laughs> Interesting. Um, it, both of them, I would say, it contributed almost equally, um, and that their circle uh, were contributors, and their society was a contributor. And the and the fact is that these were two extremely ambitious men who were rising in the ranks, and the further up they went in political life, the more tightly they were in contact with each other and started to rub each other more and more and more and more the wrong way. Um, and I think it really spoke to the narrowness of society at the top, that they just couldn't get out of each other's way and that they ended up um, firing at each other. <laughs> yes, it, it feels like one of those epic... Um, uh, duels, you know, very similar to the Nicki Minaj, Cardi B situation that, you know, was brewing for a long time. I would love to say I know exactly what you mean. I've never (laughs) heard of either of them. Uh, But but I'm going to go along with it all the same. Um, I will tell you, since we're just just in the sort of run up this, you know, one of the things that's really quite fascinating about the duel is that people don't know exactly what happened. 
Um, and the reason for that is that the guy, the only one who knows fully is Burr or was Burr. And he didn't talk about this for another 40 years. And that what was, um, and the reason that it's so mysterious is that, you know, even what the duels, you know, was conducted in Weehawken, New Jersey, and they went there because it would escape the, the, the clutches of the law in Manhattan. The, the, the duels were illegal in New Jersey, but this was New Jersey, and the, the rules weren't always observed. So they, so they fought in Weehawken, but the deal was that if you saw a duel take place, you were complicit in the duel taking place so that all of the people around it, and they all had their seconds and there was a doctor there, all of them averted their eyes at the time that the pistols came out. So nobody knows who was actually firing at whom and when. Because the issue was, who shot first? And that's not known. It's assumed uh, um, that um, the the statement that went out was that Hamilton shot wildly uh, um, up in the air after um, Burr, uh, um, that Burr leveled him and that as he recoiled, that Hamilton's um, shot went up in the air and that he was not aiming to shoot at Burr at all. And that was the big claim that his people made to make it clear to the world that he was an innocent victim of slaughter, of merciless slaughter by Burr. And Burr has never been able to escape that reputation. Mm-hmm. But the fact is that it's not clear that that's the way it happened. And that the way that they proved that was that they supposedly brought a branch from from a tree that was right there on the dueling ground and presented it to the public and said, look, this branch has been chopped in two clearly by a bullet and the bullet was fired by Hamilton because he was shooting up into the air or and didn't intend to, to hit anybody. Well, that's not necessarily the case. And it may very well be that, in fact, uh, um, Burr, that Hamilton shot first uh, and that Burr didn't realize that where Hamilton was trying to shoot mm-hmm. because uh, Hamilton missed. And the claim was that Hamilton was trying to shoot uh, you know, elsewhere and not hit Burr. But he may actually have um, but how can Burr know that when the when the gun is shot in his direction? How does he know whether he's intending to hit him or intending not to? And why would you ever shoot anyway if you um, if you weren't intending to sh- to to kill someone? Burr shot second, and, and, and so what happened was you know you only have two shots. I mean you only have one shot, and then you had to reload if you're going to have a second round. So Hamilton. I think the way it went down is not the way history pre- presents it. I think what the way it went down was that Hamilton, in fact, did intend to, uh, I think, what is it, something like fire away his first ball, to give up his first ball, to not intend to shoot uh, um, Burr. Um, and that Burr misinterpreted that of, as him trying to shoot uh, um, Burr, and therefore he retaliated. But there's yet another interpretation, which I like, and that is that in fact, what I called my book War of Two, and this was a war of two, that Hamilton saw Burr as a threat to the empire, and that he was, you know, the Trump of the age, again, political statement, I hope this is acceptable to your audience, Yes, but that, he was, <laughs> that, that, that Burr was the guy, the demagogue who was going to, like, wreck the whole thing, that he was into politics only for himself, 
didn't care about the country at large and had to be stopped. And so that when Hamilton went to the dueling ground, in fact, he did intend to shoot Burr and kill him and like be done with this scourge, but he missed. Uh, um, And that when he missed, then Burr uh, um, shot him down. Incredible. Thank you so much, John. And please tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can purchase your uh, books. Uh, Well, the book is War of Two, and I think that the best place to get it is online at um, one of those enormous retailers online that you hear about, which I won't even mention the name of, but people can possibly guess. War of Two. War of Two. Thank you so much, John Sedgwick, and uh, we'll reach out if we have any more uh, Burr uh, and Hamilton questions. Up on the board, Chris, can you tell us what we've got? Sure, sure. On the board, we have Aaron Burr, Alexander Hamilton, Dr. Charles Cooper, Gossip, The Seconds, which was Van Ness and Pendleton, Toxic Masculinity, The Albany Register, i.e. the media, Philip Hamilton Death, the death of his son, Haunted Pistol, Roger's <laughs> Wild Card, Debt Anxiety, and Rep in the Streets. So, Baron, we have a tried and true system uh-huh. of process of elimination here. Off the bat, is there anything that you feel we can take off the board? I there's there's one thing I know that could definitely go. Okay, tell and me. It's my favorite thing. It's Haunted Pistol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my idea, but I know it's silly. It couldn't possibly be real. It got up there. It's had its time. I'm just saying, like, I've watched enough sports movies. Didn't play any. But I've watched enough (laughs) sports movies to know that if there's a, like, a football or a basketball that holds some sort of trauma in it, you know, like, the team, this basketball was was the only thing that survived the plane crash. (laughs) And now we need to dunk on these mofos to restore (laughs) balance to the universe. Like, it can hold weight, you know, so, like, a pistol, like, him looking at the pistol that his son used Mm -hmm. could have thrown off his... Oh, like he could have made a last minute decision. Like, you know what? I'm not going to kill him. Yeah. In the My Hamilton son died. Duel, in the Hamilton Bird Duel, the movie, yeah. perhaps <laughs> object significance plays a bigger part than it does in reality. Right. And maybe mm. Lin-Manuel did use this. We don't know because we we've don't never know seen Hamilton. Seen <laughs> but even if, like, we can't see it. Like, we'd have to, even if I listen to the soundtrack, there's not going to be all the stage business. I don't, get right. to see, I don't get to see how it looked. And for that reason, that's why we're, we have to take it off. The rest all seem really good to me. I guess we could take off um, Philip Hamilton's death. Mm. I mean, I, I do think that's, I think it's traumatic, but also that, that should have been a, a warning sign. Like, I don't know, mm. if that happened to me and my family, I would be like, well, I don't want to take part of any more duels. I've already lost a son to a duel. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a red flag. Right. It exactly. should have been a warning. It should have been a warning. So we can take that off. Dr. Cooper and Gossip are yeah. kind of one and the same. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, I think they're, they're kind of one and the same. I would almost put the Albany Register together with those two mm. it's almost its own, its own three-act story there's gossip and then dr cooper writes a letter and it goes to the freaking paper right mm-hmm. right so it's mm-hmm. like that that's a full cycle those three things i almost want to just right off the bat take off gossip in general because i think that gossip implies that there's not any um fact 
base. There's not basis for fact. Whereas I think that there was like, nobody's contesting the fact and Hamilton himself didn't contest the fact that he said something shitty about Burr. Right. So I think gossip to me is like making stuff up. I don't know. In my mind, what do you guys think? Yeah, I don't see it necessarily as making stuff up. It's just that like, you can make stuff up about people and mm-hmm. that is a type of gossip. Right. But there also is just a talking about business that's not yours. Like, it's the opposite of minding your business. It's mm-hmm. getting into other people's business. Mm-hmm. And that's what Dr. Cooper does, which is why I put him more, like, he is the conduit of the gossip. Okay. Gossip so, in itself can be not harmful. It's the messenger. Right. I okay. also think that rep in the street for this particular tragedy might be a stronger way to encompass gossip mm-hmm. because it has, to me, a little bit more yeah. weight to it. I, to I the, agree to with this. that. So I feel like we can take gossip off. I think we should keep Dr. Cooper on and we definitely should keep rep in the streets. What about the seconds? I think that that could be something we take off at this point. They could have done better. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to cross anywhere. This is a tough one. We all could have done better. It's a combination of things here. Um, It's like surround yourself with good people, right? But how do you surround yourself with good people? Be a good person. Ooh, Ooh, ouch. You you get what you 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 get back what you put out. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So if they were better people, they might have had better seconds. If they had better seconds, <laughs> so I guess we can take them off. They loaded the bullets, though. I mean, but they didn't shoot the gun. I mean, these were two adult, very intelligent men. I who, mean, I'm talking about Burr and Hamilton. Yeah. I can't think they mm. they're not more culpable than Burr and Hamilton. Is all I'm saying. It's mm. true. That's I guess true. I'm, I'm I'm looking for like a a police brutality, police violence sort of <laughs> approximation. <laughs> Because I feel like uh, I, can't, I can't remember exactly what the studies are, but it's like police that are with other police mm. tend to participate because they get fired up by being in that group dynamic. Yeah. But where it's where, whereas if it's one cop, they'll always call for backup. They won't just go jump into the shit. Interesting. But that kind of goes with toxic masculinity. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Maybe we can cross them off and keep toxic masculinity up on the board. Oof. And don't forget about the, the secondary prize, which is the big slap. So we send one person to jail and we've added something new where one person gets a big slap. <laughs> I think... We can give these seconds the big slack personally. Already? I just feel like as a society, like we need to care for each other more. <laughs> but I think we can cross them off and maybe big slap them. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. Wow. I just love how, how divided you all are. This is real. <laughs> we can, it's seriously, it's, Baron, this is jail we're talking I'm about. I'm just hoping it doesn't end in a duel. This, con- <laughs> this conversation. I've seen, I've seen the error of these ways. So up on the board, we have Aaron Burr, Hamilton, Dr. Cooper. We still have toxic masculinity, the media, and debt anxiety, and rep in the streets. I think we can take the media off. Really? I do. You don't think it exacerbated things? I do think it it exacerbated, but I think that they would have done it to themselves to themselves with or without the help of the papers. Mm. I think it made it worse. Uh, because it it tarnished their rep in the street, but I I am confident that they would have found a way. I mean, uh, Hamilton would have wrote a series of papers about Burr or who the hell knows. So they're just like got mixed up in it in the tornado of what they're was being about to used happen. in this particular tragedy. I think they're being used more than they're fueling the fire. And we don't know who was leaking this information. It could have come from Hamilton. That's what I was at. That's what I was about to ask. If the, he owns the paper, don't you think he could have been like, don't run that story? 
Okay, okay. We got to slim down this board, Baron. You got to help us you here. You have to be ruthless, yeah, Baron. Yeah, we really have to get it down I'm to one. I'm noticing. Um, <laughs> I really want to hang with Mr. Cooper. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Dr. Cooper. He didn't yeah. Go to, he didn't go to Cooper school to be called Mr. Cooper. No, he did not. I feel like, I still feel like he's he's like, he's like the, inst- he's such an instigator. Yeah, I got to keep him up he's on the He's a candidate board. for the slap. He's a candidate oh. for the slap. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Now, what about debt anxiety? That's not doing anything for me personally, no, right? No, I don't yeah. think so. It just is. Debt anxiety is like the weather. Right. right. It's like it's either <laughs> cloudy or it's, it's, it's sunny, but it will inform you on a cloudy day, you will, won't go outside at 3 p.m., but on a sunny day, you will. But that's not necessarily to blame for what you're going to do when you get outside or stay yeah. inside right i'm with you sad but true even to even to today it's bye-bye just, it's debt anxiety of, it's just part of our daily mm-hmm. we all have it our daily bread. it's no excuse repping the streets and toxic masculinity those are are we are we lumping those together Ooh. I, think, oh, I think they can be i think we can i hate to not blame the exact people that actually shot at each other but it's like this and these are the things that inform why they even got to this place, mm-hmm. right? It's like who you, who you, you know, who who you calling a bitch? Basically, like right. yeah. even though that's a Queen Latifah lyric, but like it's you know, and she's not uh, toxically masculine, but like <laughs> that's about female empowerment. But like it's kind of like they're they're posting up at each other, you know, they're just kind of like what what, and I feel like that's the thing that that need that drive to have to prove how masculine you are. Mm-hmm. Is what even takes them to this this yeah. this duel? Even you're saying even more than your reputation in the street. Well, I, I, that's why I want to say that like the rep in the street is important because of toxic masculinity. I agree. So we could almost put rep in the streets off because I feel like that's one and the same as toxic mm. masculinity. I feel like that's an, an umbrella term of toxic masculinity. Okay, so should I take for now? To- it's a result. Uh, I think we're avoiding the elephants in the room, which oh. are Burr and Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> we haven't even brought them up. And at some point, we're going to need to... Well, only one of them was a Republican, though. <laughs> Get it? Elephant in the room? Who's with me? No one? Okay. Well, out of the two of them, I do think Hamilton is more to blame. <laughs> I do, too. That's why the musical is named after him. <laughs> yeah. And, but Burr challenged Hamilton to the duel, right? Yeah, but... But I would say that, that Hamilton was such a dick... Mm-hmm. That there was no choice mm-hmm. but for Burr to come to his level. Yeah, it kind yeah. of it kind of was that it was Hamilton put Burr in a situation by talking this shit about him that if he didn't have this letter exchange, which is by the time it wasn't so much like one guy challenges another. It was like this letter exchange was just a train on a track and it was like definitely going to end up in a duel. Burr initiated the letters, but it was only because Hamilton talked shit about Burr, and everyone knew about it. Burr was trying to defuse the whole situation, wasn't he? But Burr shot to kill. That is true. Hamilton did not shoot to kill. Uh, Are we certain? Allegedly. Allegedly. Are we certain that Burr... I mean, like, because also, look, here's the other thing about bullets at this time. I mean, we're talking... that People had to do gunpowder, and you had to do the... You had to, like, (laughs) put the bullet in, we put some gunpowder in, and let me blow it off, and let me shine it. So it's kind of like... It was hard to actually die from a gunshot wound. That's why it took three days for Alexander Hamilton. I just think that Hamilton is the one who pushed Burr into this. Wow. Okay, I'm taken... Well, I I will also say that most people didn't... Who who were uh, acting in duels didn't die from them. Yeah, so a lot of times the point in duels wasn't to kill the other person yes sometimes i read that 
that people would show up at the duel and there was the option to just have an apology right. and that you could do that instead of actually shoot guns. If you had good yeah. seconds. If yes, you had exactly. good seconds because they would negotiate <laughs> ahead of time. Right. Or they would shoot at, at the tree up above and just be like, oh, we missed. All right. Well, we dueled it out. Well, mm. that's why it's tough to take Burr off. However, I get your point that if we're going further back, we're not saying who's responsible for the death. We're saying who's responsible for the duel. Ooh, and so I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to cross okay. her off. Burr's She's gone. ruthless. I think, wow. I think that's cr- but I, isn't that a matter of debate? Isn't that a big debate about wh- whether or not Burr intended to kill? Yes. Or is he shot yeah. to kill? So it's like no one is actually has a good answer for that. Right. I don't think we do have an, a good answer for that. Okay, but- guys. So now we're down to Alexander Hamilton and Dr. Cooper and toxic masculinity. I think we can go ahead and give Chris Cooper. Oh no, I don't know if his name was Chris Cooper. Charles. <laughs> Charles Cooper. <laughs> Chuck for short. Chris Cooper, great actor. Great actor. Really good in adaptation. Yes. Um, I think we can give him the big slap. And wow. I think we can cross him off the list. Ooh. Okay. So no more the second. I, I second that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giving Dr. Cooper the big slap. He shouldn't have done bad boy. That was a bad boy thing to do. Yeah, he's basically like, oh my goodness. Like yeah. he's just over here. I just imagine him at a party like, have you heard what what uh, is going on between Alexander and Aaron? <laughs> Who? Burr and Hamilton. Oh, okay. Why didn't you just say Burr and Hamilton? Just pick up the Albany Register tomorrow and you'll find out. <laughs> so it's you, written by Anonymous. Dr. Cooper, you're getting the big slap. <laughs> I didn't know there was Foley. <laughs> So now we have Hamilton himself and toxic masculinity. Oh, boy. I got to say, if it's between those two things, yeah. I'm going with Alexander Hamilton. Wow. Alexander I... Hamilton is to blame for this duel. Now, uh, more than toxic masculinity. Absolutely. Because you think that he could have stopped it for himself. <sighs> I mean, it's a hard thing because toxic masculinity is not necessarily an inevitability. I, w- I would say that toxic masculinity is like an escalator. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Once you get on, it seems like there's no way off. And it's hard to get to go the opposite direction because the whole thing is taking you up. Wow. But like he got on the escalator. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like toxic masculinity as a concept is pre- you could say that like that's one of the reasons that he is driven to do such things. But he is the one who chose ultimately, I think, mm-hmm. to go that far to take it to the most toxic place. He got on the ride. Powerful imagery. I mean, really convincing, yeah. honestly. And yeah, hey, stay on the first floor, pal. No reason to get on that escalator. <laughs> Everything's cool down here. You, you don't, don't have to need go to the food court to escalate. Am I That's right? right? We got an Auntie M's. We got an Auntie M's. We've got Orange Julius. Stay on the first floor of the mall. We don't need to go to the food court up on the second floor. That's really good, Chris. Thank you. Um, <laughs> extending Baron's I, metaphor. I love it. In case, I love it. Okay. Honestly, You're like his second. Yeah. <laughs> but a good second. That's right. That's right. That's good... right. I have to agree uh, on this. As much as I want to send toxic masculinity back to back, back to jail because somehow it escaped and that makes me so angry. <laughs> I just think Hamilton, you, you had so many opportunities and you just didn't take them, dude. And he's the one who is the narcissist and is arrogant and it, it just kind of it seems like wanted everything his way. In a sense. So it's kind of like this. It makes sense for the character analysis of him to be the one mm. that it falls on. And he had the raven of losing his son. That's true. Mm-hmm. And he, he had all it. kinds of flags. And, yeah. and he walked past all of them. He's like, is that stars and stripes? No. And just walked past <laughs> every single red flag trying to get to the American flag. Wow. I think it's settled. 
Alexander Hamilton, you're going to the alarmist jail. Alexander Hamilton going to Ooh, alarmist jail. That's right. Was a toxic masculinity <laughs> fail. Ooh, he got that bullet in the musket. He didn't have to push it, but you know he want a tusket, a tisket, a tasket. That motherfucker's in a basket. He's six feet under asket. You know I got it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm well, not as good as a freestyler as Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Baron, I can't imagine a better person to really get to the bottom of who's to blame for Burr, the Burr Hamilton duel. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Please have me back. After the duel, the duel with Hamilton ended Burr's political career. He was eventually charged with murder in New York State, but was acquitted multiple times. He was left with large debts and few influential friends. He moved overseas to Europe until 1812, then returned to the United States to practice law in New York City. He spent the rest of his life there in relative obscurity. He died in 1836 at age 80. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at The Alarmist The on Twitter, at The Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We'll be talking about the Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt breakup that stunned the nation. One of America's greatest disasters. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.